What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game-by-game breakdowns of everything Wizards. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Knock If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, Cavalier Central, At the Buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com. Bradley Beal uh, did not play in this game. And in related news, the Wizards lost by 29 points to the Detroit Pistons. Um, The Pistons coming into this game were 13 and 34. Um, So losing by a team to a team by 29 points that was not very good at all um it's definitely not a good look um coming in this game there was were 17 and 29 they dropped to 17 and 30 with this loss um just to I want to look at the NBA standings um <laughs> so when you look at the standings Detroit Pistons are last in the Eastern Conference um coming in this game they're last by three entire games um which is pretty significant um yeah, just a really, really, really ugly game. It's seven and a half games back of the Wizards. Um, just, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what to say um, for this podcast. That was, like, embarrassingly bad. Um, I just talk about the Pistons um, team stats coming into this game. Um, they were 25th in offense with an offense rating of 108.1, um, 15th in defense with a defense rating of 112.9, um, and their overall um, point differential was negative 4.9. Um, which is good for 25th in the league. Um, just to go over the overview and four factors type of stuff for this game, um, the Pistons' <laughs> offense rating was pretty good with an offense rating of 116.5, um, 64th percentile. Like, that's not anything insane. That's really good. Um, but the Wizards' offensive rating was 87.5, um, good for the second percentile. Um, their effective field goal percentage was 50.6, good for the 31st percentile. Their turnover rate was 15.4, good for the 36th percentile. Offensive rebound rate, 10.2, which is good for the first percentile. And their free throw rate was 7.1, good for the third percent percentile. Um, and in shocking news, um, the Wizards 
when they got to the free throw line, their free throws were not more efficient than just normally shooting. Um, and normally shooting, they weren't efficient at all. Um, those were six for 19 from the free throw line, um, which is absolutely insane. They're five of 19 from the three point line, which is also absolutely insane. Um, the last time I saw a team go five from 19 from the three point line and six of 19 from the free throw line, right? I think I was in, uh, I must've been like sixth or seventh grade or eighth grade or something. Um, and one of the dads for my rec league, um, kept stats for the season. Um, and yeah, those, those are basically <laughs> on an off night. Those are what our stats might look like, um, in terms of free throw shooting and three point shooting. Um, just abysmal, like like really like like just to, just to not to call anyone out but russell westbrook was one for six from the three um free throw line um alex Leonard was zero for two denny obdi was two for five rui hajimura zero for one um chandler hutchinson or Ch- hutchinson um one for two and robin lopez two for three um just terrible um from the three-point line the guys who are shooting were denny obdi one for four um he's really really struggled especially as of late um and he he started off the season so well i'll try to tell people Calm down. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn, but this is where we're at. Um, that's what you call a regression to the mean. Um, he's going to, at some point, regress back up. Uh, regression can like go both ways. Um, so he'll he'll regress back up to the mean at some point. Like he's not going to shoot this badly um, for every stretch of like week of games or month or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm not like overly concerned about any Denny obvious shooting stuff. It's kind of what I expected coming in. Um, for him to not really be that much of a shooter. Um, Russell Westbrook was one for five, um, a little less than you'd expect, but like if you only shoot five, you expect him to either make one or two and probably leaning closer to one. So I guess that actually is what you expect um, on an average night from him. Um, Hutchison was 0 for one. Garrison Matthews, one for two. Isak Bonga, 0 for two. Robin Lopez, 0 for one. Howell Neto, 1 for two. And Cassius Winston was one for one from the three point line. Um, all that adds up to five or 19, which is just terrible. Um, just terrible. Um, overall, the Wizards, um, and obviously that's the shooting profile. Um, they didn't help themselves by not really getting to the rim at all. Um, they only shot 24% of their shots at the rim. They made a good amount of them, but I mean, if you're shooting that terribly, you got to get to the rim more often. Um, part of why they couldn't get to the rim as much was because of the Pistons drop coverage. Um, and without Bradley Beal, um, you don't really have anyone to kind of like be a threat to them dropping every single possession like Plumlee and Stewart just dropped inside the paint um just gave Westbrook if you want to shoot the mid-range shot go ahead and take it but also like guys like Corey Joseph um are pretty good at like getting around screens and just staying attached um being good in pursuit um that type of thing even like Saban Lee is pretty solid at it Saban Lee is also like a good athlete he's really quick um so he does a good job of kind of um either like getting over the screens against Westbrook like it's weird that so the Pistons ball screen coverage against Russell Westbrook um is they're playing over, and then they're playing drop. Um, usually Westbrook does good against teams that do that um, because if you go over them and you just leave Westbrook running downhill at the big, um, then Westbrook can get, you know, attack the big. But Westbrook just didn't really do that um, in this game in particular um, for whatever reason. Um, you know, might have just been fatigue um, from playing a lot the past, like, week, um, which is totally understandable. Um, you know, might have just been, I don't know, wasn't feeling, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going through Russell Westbrook's head at any time ever. Um, but he only shot three shots at the rim. Um, he did get the line a few times, but again, he missed those shots. Um, also, part of it is just the spacing sucked. Like, 
I don't know. Westbrook had a bad game. Um, you know, I'm pretty critical of him on this podcast. Um, but in all fairness to him, if you're playing like the starting lineup is Alex Len, Avdia, Hachimura, Robinson, and Westbrook. Like he has absolutely no spacing to work with. Like it's kind of it's absolutely ridiculous that he got 12 assists tonight um, with those people around him. Um, no offense to those guys, but they can't shoot. Like, what's the theory behind that lineup? It makes no sense. It, like, it doesn't. It, it's hurting Russell Westbrook like the most. It, I mean, obviously hurting the team the most, but like the individual player hurts his Westbrook. Like, he needs space to operate. Um, that's where he's so good when working in space, being able to get those kickouts, um, and being able to attack the rim. So, like, if you're not putting Westbrook in a position to succeed at all, then he's not going to succeed. Like, I'm not going to sit here and trash Russell Westbrook tonight for having a bad game just because I don't think Scott Brooks helped him at all. I don't think the personnel that was around him helped him. Like, it was just like a no-win situation. Like, there's no way Westbrook could have been successful tonight unless he just had, like, the best game of his life. Um, and he didn't. Um it's just unfair to him. So he got to the rim three times. Um, and I will say that a lot of that is because of the spacing. Um, no, he didn't get do incredible dropping down or driving downhill, but the um, Pistons were able to help a lot. Um, the big was able to, you know, be there. Um, people were able to drop down on the, you know, help the helper type of stuff. Um, Pistons did a good job in rotation tonight, um, but they were able to, like, you know, dig down for one pass away. They were able to do a lot of things that most teams normally wouldn't be able to do if the Wizards had, like, actual shooting on the floor. Um, so... Westbrook wasn't helped at all. Um, Westbrook also didn't help himself by shooting five threes. Like, Westbrook's not a good shooter. He shouldn't ever be shooting five threes on a single given night. Um, and he was one for five on those looks, which, like I mentioned, is about what you'd expect. Um, three for five from mid-range, um, better than you would expect. Um, one for three from um, floater range. So, you know, not a very good Westbrook night. Um, also didn't give much on defense, as usual. Um, but again, like I said, Scott Brooks didn't help him. Um, Garrison Matthews um, is like the only guy who's an above average shooter in this whole rotation. Like maybe Cassius Winston, but we don't have a big enough sample. Um, Neto's probably the next best guy, but he's like below average. Um, I would say like slightly below, um, which you can expect from average NBA shooter, especially from the guard position. Um, he does shoot more of a set shot. At it. Yeah, okay. Neto, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to keep talking about Neto's shooting ability, but um, that's not the ideal guy to have out there next to Westbrook in terms of offense. Um, like it's fine, it's passable, but like Neto being your second best shooter in your whole entire rotation, um, is absolutely unacceptable, unacceptable. Um, and it does kind of like expose a big weakness, big, obvious weakness in the Wizards roster, which is shooting, um, which was a thing coming into the season. Like the Wizards are only missing Beal and Bertans, and this is what the lineup looks like. Um, this is embarrassing. Um, come on, let's be honest. Like, I mean, they're also missing Gafford, but Gafford doesn't give me anything in terms of shooting. Um, he could help um, punish the drop um, in terms of being a vertical threat, um, putting pressure on the big. Um, but like, you know, I guess like that only helps so much. Um, Gafford is would would have been a helpful player in this game offensively. Um, that's definitely true um, because of his ability to roll the rim. Like the Wizards don't really have any you know big roll threat um, besides Gafford. But anyway, like you still need shooting. Like you're not going to solve the problem of the weak side corner just helping all the way over. Um, you know. Like, even if Gafford is in the game, um, you're not going to help the problem with, like, teams, like, digging from one pass away. Um, even, like, when, like, people got the ball in the post, like, Rui tried to operate in the post a few times. Um, Lopez tried to operate in the field, post a few times. Um, they're just digging. They're just doubling, um, even tripling sometimes. Like, and they could because, like, first of all, those guys aren't great passers. But second of all, like, what are they going to do? Pass to <laughs> pass to Denny Avdia? Like, that's what you want, Denny Avdia shooting an open three. Um, they're going to pass to Chandler Hutchinson? That's what you want, him shooting an open three. Like, Bonga, you want him shooting an open three. Like, these guys aren't threats. Um, the threat assessment that the Pistons made is that no one's a threat on the floor besides Russell Westbrook and then Garrison Matthews is a shooter. Besides that, like, what the heck do we have to worry about? And that was absolutely right. Like, they have nothing to worry about. Uh, they just... 
guard those two guys and then you know they can just bring a double or triple every time in the post like they've absolutely like how are the wizards going to score um so the wizards ran into that problem um and their offense was just awful like just terrible um just to go over some of the like half court um the wizards scored 82.6 points per play in the half court um or point points per 100 plays in the half court um that's embarrassing um, in transition, the Wizards um, were 88.9 points per play, which is not good. Like, they, they couldn't even score in transition. Like, come on. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't even know what else to say. Like, that was just bad. Um, to go, I'll, I'll talk some positive stuff. Um, Josh Jackson, that's by far the best game I've ever seen him play. Um, he had 31 points on 13 and 21 shooting. Um, four of seven from three. Um, 13, I said 13 and 21. Um, so, that's 31 points on 22 shooting possessions. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, you know, good for him. Um, he was doing a lot of good stuff out there that I hadn't seen him do before. Um, and he was doing it. Like, the shooting stuff, um, not sustainable. 5-7 um, of seven for mid-range is not sustainable. Um, you know, good for him for hitting shots, using his size. Um, that's kind of like what people pictured him um, being able to do a little bit coming out of Kansas is being able to use his size to be a shot creator. Um, you, you know, size and athleticism. Um, and, you know, pretty good shooting touch. Um but, you know, he, he looked good tonight. Um, but that is a lot of it's because hitting shots, like four or six from three, that's not going to continue every single night. Um, man, and the Islanders beat the Capitals eight to four. That's ridiculous. Anyways, four or six from three is not going to continue. Five or seven from mid-range is not going to continue. He's two or four at the rim and two or three um, from floater range. Um, but the things that I think were sustainable was, um, you know, him being a shot creator, first of all. Um, he was getting good looks. He was getting good separation on his shots. Um, he was doing a good job coming off the of screens and getting his seat fed, getting set getting squared towards the basket all that kind of stuff um i saw him make a pretty couple pretty good plays as a playmaker which is surprising i definitely haven't seen him do much of that in the past um like the one play that stands out to me is that he came off um a stagger he took a couple dribbles um defense helped um and he found the weak side corner um for an open shot i don't think it went in um but that was really really impressive to me he did run a couple pick and rolls um they had him coming off tons of staggers tons of off ball action just to get um you know the defense moving get him looks um he he did end up with four assists tonight um and just super, super impressive night from um, Josh Jackson um, to me. Um, also, you know, was solid on defense. But, like, who are you guarding Josh Jackson with? A lot of it was, like, Jerome Robinson. That's not the answer. Um, Chandler Hutchison, um, yeah, not his not his best work on the defensive end. Um, I just, man, I don't even want to talk about the Wizards side. I want to talk about the – like, Jeremy Grant didn't even play that well. Um, he had 12 points, um, you know, on 16 shooting possessions. Obviously, the defensive stuff was there and just being a threat on the floor um, does help his team a lot. So, um, Sadiq Bay had 11 points. He played good defense. Um, you know, Plumlee had 13 points. Was plus 31 on the night. He actually was pretty good on defense. Um, just using his, you know, um, size, length, athleticism um, to be do a good job of deterring shots at the rim. Um, so I was definitely impressed by that um, from him tonight. Um, he also had seven assists, um, which is pretty crazy. Um, but he was handling the ball at the top of the key, doing running a lot of delay actions with you know guys running off the ball off screens. Um, they shot 12-29 from three tonight, which is 41%, which is really, really good. Um, but during the competitive portion of the game, it was like at hovering around 37%, which is like pretty much normal. Um, so you can't really, really blame like opponent shooting for why the Wizards played so bad. Um, they're also 18-22 at the line, which is like slightly, slightly above average, but like not super big. Um, and just to go over who was shooting from the Pistons perspective, perspective um, Sadiq Bey was only one for six. That's way lower than you'd expect. Jeremy Grant was one for four, which is... 
around what you'd expect uh, on a four-shot sample. Um, Saban Lee was 0 for 1. Um, Isaiah Stewart 0 for 1. Frank Jackson 2 for 3. Um, Wayne Ellington 3 for 6. And Davidas Servitas, man, you knew the game was over when Davidas Servitas pulled up um, and made a 3. Um, Servitas, I, I said it last time, the Wizards like, killed the Pistons last time they played them, and Servitas came in the game. Um, Servitas is probably the worst player in the league. Um, he just like did nothing overseas, um, before he like, I don't, I don't know why he's here. I guess just to, like fill up a roster spot, but like you can't find someone else. Well, I guess, so he was a second round pick, so you can fill it with a, you know, rookie minimum. So I guess, um, so since he's a rookie, then you, I guess he has a smaller contract. So fine, whatever, bring him over. But like, come on, there's gotta be someone else that you can sign on like a rookie minimum scale contract. Um, and just throw him out there. Like, there's no way Davida Servinus is your best option. Like, he... Ben, and he's, like... Like, just watching him move out there, you can tell he's not good. Like, he's so stiff. Um, athletically, doesn't really handle the ball. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, he, uh, he made a shot. That's great. But it's crazy that this... this I'm not, I'm not going to get started. He's not going to be in the league next year. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, I guess someone else I do want to talk about is... I do want to talk about um, Cassius Winston because he played some of this game. I want to talk about some of the stuff he did in the fourth quarter. His family was in the stands. It was all great. Yay. Um, fun to watch. Um, I love watching Cassius Winston just because he was so good in college. Uh, big, I'm a big college basketball fan. Um, I'm happy that Cassius Winston got playing time. I want to go over a few plays um, that he made. Um, I guess, no, first I'll talk about the give and take with Cassius Winston. Um, the give is that he has a high basketball IQ. He can pass. He can shoot. Um, seems exactly like what the Wizards need, right? Um, but he's like 6'1". He's really small. He's super, like, just not a good athlete at all. Like, I think, I remember during the combine, people were saying that he had some of the worst um, tests um, in the history of the combine for a guard. Um, a lot of his, like, you know, stuff like vertical leap, um, the three-quarter court sprint, um, the lane agility, whatever that thing is called, um, that kind of stuff. Like, he was on par with centers, <laughs> and he's, like, a 6'1 point guard. Um, so that's kind of why he fell to, like, whatever he was, like, 55th in the draft. Um, fell right to the Wizards. Um, but the reason he was picked is because he's a really good ball handler. He can shoot. He can pass. Um, and he really, really knows how to play the game of basketball, um, which is valuable. Um, but sometimes, you know, you're just physical tools kind of put a, a ceiling on what you can be. Um, but I do want to talk about some of the plays he made. Um, he, well, he ended up with five points, minus two on the night, um, two for four from the field, one one from three. Um, no assist, uh, but that's not really his fault. Um, so there's a few plays I wrote down that I want to talk about because it was in the fourth quarter. I knew that I wouldn't have much to talk about because um, that game was so garbage. Um, but so one play, um, Cassius Winston made an off the dribble three. Um, I was really, really excited to see that. They just ran a simple pick and roll on the left side of the floor. I think I'm pretty sure with Robin Lopez set the screen rolled. Um, there's a little bit of miscommunication from the piston side. Um, so, you know, um, it left Cassius Winston pretty open. Um, he shot, um, and he scored. Uh, that was an exciting thing. Um, when Cassius Winston, he hasn't, you know, pretty good shot. Um, takes a little bit to get off. Um, doesn't get a ton of elevation on his shot. So he's not really going to be like shooting over people ever. Um, but he can shoot when he's wide open. He shot really well at Michigan State. Um, that's good to see. Um, but then the very next play down the court, um, the Pistons ran wedge action. They got Tyler Cook switched on to Cassius Winston, and Cassius Winston picked up a foul because he cannot guard anyone in the post in the NBA. Um, so yeah, that that was ugly quick. Um, but you know that's again that's a give and take you get with Cassius Winston. He's not going to play defense. Um, he's not going to be a good defender ever. Um, just because his physical tools are so bad, he doesn't even like really have a plus wingspan at six one and that isn't like. Man, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, it sucks, because um, I love the kid, um, but so, other play I've written down, um, Cassius Winston, um, he made a good, pretty good read, he came out of a pick and roll, um, 
So he came out, of the, I think it was on the right side of the floor. He came out coming to his left. Um, the weak side corner um, was wide open, so he made a pass. Um, over there, or they weren't open. The weak side corner was kind of like pulling over to the roller. Um, he made a pretty good skip pass to Bonga. Um, Bonga, you know, attacked the closeout, drove. Um, I think he missed a shot, um, but it was a pretty good pass. Um, good read from Cassius Winston. Um, made it early. I like that. Um, so that was a good play. Um, another time on the court, um, it was off a miss. Cassius Winston um, got the ball. He pushed the ball. Um, off, no, he didn't get the. He got it off a made basket, um, and he pushed the ball. Um, made a left hand pass off of a live dribble to um, the strong side corner. Um, it was wide open. Um, I think Bonga got the open shot, um, but I think he just missed. Um, but it was a good play. I like seeing it from Winston attacking off a of made basket, seeing that the defense isn't set. Um, smart play from him. So, you know, positive thing. Um, another play I want to point out. Um, there's one play where um, he attacked downhill, got a wide open layup. Um, the defense was awful um, on that play in response to it, but it was a pretty good play design. Um, it was kind of like an empty side pick and roll. Um, he came off a down screen and then um, came off a pick and roll. Um, the empty side pulled up, um, and then the no help came. So Winston just waltzed in for a layup. Um, great to see. Um, his family was so happy in the crowd, you know, cheering for him, even though it was a 30-point game. Um, but anyways... Um, and then, like, the very last play, um, or the second last play of the game, um, catches Winston. You know, he used some ball manipulation um, to get, um, you know, good separation off of using a screen. Um, he was pretty patient um, with the big. Um, he saw the big dropping, um, so he shot the floater, uh, hit the, you know, off the back of the rim, didn't go in. But um, it was good play, good theory um, behind what he did. Uh, ball didn't, just didn't go down. Um, so, yeah, that's my five-minute Cassius Winston breakdown uh, of what he did in the fourth quarter. Um, during this terrible game. Um, I, man, I don't even know what else to talk about here. Um, yeah, I guess I will talk about... I do want to update the Wizards playoff odds. Um, Raptor, 538. Um, because, yeah, it's getting bad quick. <laughs> um, so where the heck is team... Here you go. 2021 NBA projections. Okay, so the Raptor forecast for the Wizards making the playoffs... Um, they gave them less than a 1% chance of making the playoffs. Um, they have their projected record at 26 and 46. Yeah, that's not good. Um, the ELO forecast gives the Wizards a 1% chance of making the playoffs, um, which also isn't good at all. That's that's kind of disappointing. I want to see Tankathon. Um, I think Tankathon has a tool of strength of, remaining strength of schedule. Um here we are remaining strength of schedule the washington wizards remaining strength of schedule is ah the 26th hardest in the league that's a good thing um but i think that does include tonight where the they've lost the pistons by 29 points that's so cr- like the wizards were one point favorites coming into this game and they lost the pistons by 29 points um that's absolutely insane um i do want to I don't know what I want to do. Um, I, I guess no, I do have some other notes that I will go through, um, and then that'll probably be it. Um, how far into this are we? 21 minutes. Yeah, that, then that'll be it. Um, and the first thing I wrote in my notes, um, Josh Jackson is playing insane. Are they running up staggers? Grind, blah, blah, blah. I talked about that. Um, Russ isn't playing well. He has no space to work with. Talked about that. Um, NBA team not being able to make a single free throw. Yeah, at one point, the Wizards were like 0 for 9. That's, that's just like embarrassing. Like, how is that even possible? Um, anyway, I'm not going to keep talking about that. Um, Wizards can't get anything on offense. Talked about that. Um, Pacers having success success guard Russ despite the drop coverage. Talked about that. Um, 
there's one play. Um, Chandler Hutchinson just caught, just was caught sleeping. Um, Tyler Cook just caught back door and got a wide open dunk. Um, I don't know why I wrote that down, but I thought that I should mention it. Um, Pistons bench unit looks like <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote this as the Pistons were extending their lead to like 30. I wrote the Pistons bench unit looks like the Golden State Warriors. They're making the Wizards look dumb with ball movement and shooting. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much true. They look like like 2017 Golden State Warriors out there with their like bench unit with like Saban Lee and Davida Servitas. <laughs> um, that's just insane. Um, that guy's like Wayne Ellington running around like Clay Thompson out there. Um, anyways, just you know, just not a good game. Um, oh yeah, so something that was interesting in the fourth quarter um, when the announcers were quieter um, because, you know, they didn't really have much to talk about. Um, you could hear Casey yelling, help, 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 um, whenever Westbrook was driving. Um, and they did. They had like three guys help every time Westbrook drove. Um, back to my point where like, I don't know if this is a really bad Westbrook game or if it's, I think it's not like really as bad of a Westbrook game as it looked um, or just a bad spacing. Westbrook had no chance game. Um, and then I got into, I wrote down all this catches, wins and stuff. Um, so yeah, um, really not a good game from the Wizards. Oh, I'll talk about the Wizards next game. Wizards schedule. Next game's against the Mavericks. That's great. Um, Saturday, April 3rd at 7 p.m. during um, the Final Four. Um, that's wonderful. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Bradley Beal is back for that because that would actually make for a pretty interesting um, offensive matchup with Bradley Beal, um, I guess, guarded by Josh Richardson if he's back. Um, I don't know if he is. And then Luka Doncic guarded by whoever. Like, the Wizards will throw Hutchinson on him. The Wizards will throw... Um, Abdia, I guess, on him. Um, I'd love to see Isak Bonga um, play against um, play against him. And then I wonder how um, Westbrook's going to look and pick and roll against Kristaps um, Porzingis um, to see if he can move his feet. Like, obviously, he hasn't looked that great um, so far this season. Or maybe they're just going to play a drop. But then what are they going to do in a Bradley Beal pick and roll? Um, they're going to have to come to the level of the screen. And then also, what are the Wizards going to do against pick and pop against Kristaps Porzingis? Um, are they going to switch? Are they going to late switch? Are they going to um, just run their normal drop coverage? Um, that's also going to be interesting. So a couple interesting things there to watch for in that Wizards Mavericks game. Um, and yeah, definitely tune into that um, Saturday. Um, I'll have a podcast coming out that night or the next day. Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HoopsWizardsPod. I'll see you next time.